And this is Conversational Commerce, the podcast where we break down the biggest industry news and trends by talking shop with the Retail Dive team, thought leaders, and executives. This time on the show, Retail Dive senior editor Laura Heller joined me in the office to give you a sneak peek at what's in store this holiday season. Over the last few weeks, we've been keeping a close eye on who's made early holiday announcements, as well as who's kept pretty quiet. We've been giving readers the rundown in our special weekly holiday newsletter, and if you want to sign up too, just go to retaildive.com holiday and drop us your email address. Then you'll be covered on news and insights all holiday season long. Just what you wished for this year, right? For now, sit back, relax, and let us walk you through the three biggest holiday trends we're watching. Hey, Laura, welcome to the show. Thanks for blowing in from the Windy City. Why? thanks for having me. It's always good to get out of the, the second office. <laughs> <laughs> for those that don't know, um, Laura Heller actually works remote out of Chicago, so it's such a treat to have her in the office for this week. And it's a treat to be here. There's all sorts of great energy. Everybody's very enthusiastic and and. You kind of get the sense that the holidays are coming, right? Tis the season, right? Yeah. Um, so says my inbox I, that is overflowing with emails and pitches and, um, you know, people trying to pick apart what this season's really going to be like this year. Yes, everybody wants to um, get their words in and, and uh, help direct their messaging very early on in the season. So today is a great time to talk about, you know, what was going on a year from now? What, what happened last year and what did we learn from it? What did retailers learn? And what are we really looking at this year? So we're going to touch on some trends, really look at voice since we've heard so much about it this year. Yeah. Also delivery and the competitive and promotional environment. So let's start with last year. To get some context, sales rose 3.6% up to $655 billion, which is pretty healthy and average for the retail industry. It is. And um, I think that we're expecting similar numbers this year. The the early indication is that we're going to be right on par with the average. Uh, we might not see a huge surge, but I think that there's going to be some good differences in how that money gets spent this season over last Big takeaways from last year, to me, mobile was huge. I think it was one of the first years that retailers really woke up and thought about mobile really meaning a lot for them. Walmart, in fact, credited mobile devices for driving more than 70% of its Black Friday traffic. Yeah, I think mobile was a big surprise for everybody, uh, certainly um, in the past two years for sure, that you know the, the, the traffic coming from mobile devices is eye-opening. What's going to be interesting to watch this year is how well retailers have taken the time to really study those analytics and put pieces in place that will help convert those mobile browsers into buyers. Because we have seen that that isn't happening at the rate that the shopping and the browsing and the, the looking is. So I'm really interested to see um, just how well retailers are going to be able to sort of close that last gap. Right, so we saw more shoppers on mobile, more shoppers online just in general on desktops and tablets as well, and fewer shoppers in store except for the shoppers that are really going in for those last minute purchases, in for experiences, and of course still going in for Black Friday. What was your biggest takeaway from last year? Um, you know, it's not just last year, it's over the course of my career. I'm marveling at how we have managed to get away from that stampede of Black Friday morning. You know, how technology has enabled retailers and shoppers to to spread out their intent and their, their purchasing and um, really have a managed experience as opposed to the chaos that it used to be. 
I think that um, everybody benefits in that. I remember that chaos. I used to go Black Friday early morning shopping with my mom and my cousin and, you know, wait outside the Target at 4 a.m. And I might have been there with a microphone <laughs> asking you what you were doing as a reporter. And for those of you who don't know, Corinne and I are both from Illinois. <laughs> she yeah. live in D.C. now, but I could have well been doing my live uh, Black Friday before dawn report. Yeah, you know, you I'd much rather mom. be shopping, I think, than covering it, but <laughs> you yeah. at least get to witness the, the mass of it and not just the shopping singular approaches. Yeah, I, I now get the luxury of covering uh, Black Friday the same way many retailers shop Black Friday, which is from home in pajamas in front of my computer. And we get data as early as Thanksgiving midday from monitoring agencies that are telling us what traffic is like in stores that are open, online for those that aren't, and um, talking about early results before I even get to sit down for Thanksgiving dinner. I think another interesting thing that I noticed last year was um, a report coming out of Cohen & Co. that called it Couch Friday. Right, we're seeing right. so many more people still participating, spending their dollars, but they're doing it online so they can, you know, hang out with their family in their pajamas instead of going to the store at 4 in the morning. Oh, yeah, I spent more last Black Friday from the kitchen counter at my family's home in New Mexico <laughs> than I ever have, I think, on all Black Fridays combined. Wow. It's very easy. Another thing to talk about this year is difference in hiring. So we're seeing a lot of retailers um, talk about, you know, seasonal workers that they're hiring. Notably, Walmart is not hiring. No, Walmart said that they're going to keep things about even with last year. And I don't think that's because they're expecting traffic to be lower, but they're just reallocating resources differently. There's That's because we don't expect store traffic to be as strong as they as years past. And it's a smart move. You know, you don't have to staff up stores as much, but you do need to be able to handle the digital traffic. So this year we are definitely gearing up for watching the build up to Black Friday, which is starting already, mm -hmm. which, you know, was starting in September even, um, Cyber Money that whole week, and also Super Saturday. Super Saturday is going to be very interesting this year. It's just two days before Christmas. It's a humongous shopping day. I mean, so professional to use the word humongous, but it is. And uh, it's incredibly critical to retailers, and it's also the most vulnerable to outside events and unexpected events. And we've seen quite a lot of those in the past month or so. We've got hurricanes, we have wildfires, we have political uneasiness, right? And um, all of those things could impact Super Saturday. Right. And that also could impact consumer sentiment. Where do you see that um, lying right now? Are consumers eager to spend despite some of these kind of uncertainties? The consumer has really been a port in the storm of all of this. Uh, consumer sentiment's been stunningly high. It's, it's, a, it's a surprise, and so that hasn't changed. Stock market's doing well. The economy seems to be doing well. Uh, people are planning to spend. It's not how much they're planning to spend that's going to be so interesting this year, but where and how they're going to do it. And the where is interesting. Um, I'd love to talk about voice as a big trend that we're watching in the season. We've seen, you know, both Google Home and Amazon Alexa really come out with a lot of interesting, you know, device and also other announcements and partnerships. So where are we going to see voice this season? Um, I'm not sure, but I'm so interested to find out. Uh, it's the most talk about technology in retail. It is the one that is expected to have the biggest impact of, on retail um, over a period of time. How it's going to play out this season, 
is something of the tip tip of an iceberg, right? And um, we've we we know that Amazon has put a lot of resources into Alexa and the the reimagined line of Echo speakers that have come out recently. And you know we've seen Walmart and now Target uh, partnering up with Google to to use the Google Voice uh, technology as well. So I'm very curious to see see how these get used. We know that customers are interested in it. Uh, the, there's some early surveys talking about intent, but people don't always do what they say they're going to do. So, so this is one of those things to watch. Right. I think Amazon is also watching, right? They right. put out this <laughs> announcement. They released six new products right before the holiday season, probably with hopes that consumers are going to be shopping, browsing, but also hitting that buy button too. I think it'll be interesting to see whether consumers do it that quickly. Yeah. And I think, you know, Amazon is quite masterful at pushing people to do what they want them to do. I imagine that there will be some pretty good promotions and encouragements to to use Alexa, to activate that feature um, and then have it buy for you. Speaking of promotions, I think we need to talk about the competitive nature of pricing this holiday season. Yes, it is. Um, it's probably going to be a little bit terrifying. Seasons past, we've seen a decrease in some promotional activity, or at least the panicked promotions that we would see towards the end of the season as retailers try to dump inventory. And inventory management is far more sophisticated, but so are pricing tools. And the two biggest retailers this season, Amazon and Walmart, are experts at pulling those levers and using algorithms and software to meet customer expectations on price and to out discount each other. So I think that this is going to be a very um, big thing to watch. It could have a negative impact on the retail industry. And certainly while Amazon and, and Walmart are the, the two titans of the season, for sure, this is a battle of those two titans, um, there will be outside casualties. There will be retailers that can't participate in that pricing frenzy and get left by the wayside. And I think that watching other discounters and the consumer electronics sectors, including Best Buy, and see how they play into that is going to be um, very, very notable. The other thing to you know that ties all this together is from hitting you know the browse button to the buy button to when it arrives at your door. Delivery is going to be really interesting to watch this season too, um, just because Amazon and Walmart and all of these big players have ramped up their same day and it seems almost instant delivery now. Yes. So what's in the car is what are people expecting? What are retailers really trying to to divvy out this year? Well, you know, retailers is put a lot of effort into making sure that they can do same day and in some cases one hour delivery, particularly in the bigger markets. And then they have layered onto that the many more touch points that the consumers can have with them. Um, the, the pickup lockers that Amazon has put into Whole Foods so quickly, the return stations they're putting into Kohl's, which gives them so many more touch points with consumers. And then Walmart has the luxury of its entire installed store base for pickup and returns. So, and, and deliveries. They've got a number of methods that they're testing, uh, to, to, get that product to the customer as quickly as possible. Yes, delivery matters, and this is going to be a time of year where, where we really see them pull out all the stops. So we also saw an announcement from UPS a couple months ago that they were going to implement some holiday surge pricing just to deal with the mass load that they have of e-commerce orders and deliveries going out. Um, I'm curious whether retailers are nervous about that, if that's going to hit their bottom lines, or if that's going to trickle down to consumers. 
I have a hard time imagining they're going to pass those costs down to consumers. It's table stakes right now. You know, consumers will pay more for one hour. They will pay a little bit for, for the speedier services. But in general, if you're going online and you're ordering, you expect free shipping and you expect it pretty quickly. Uh, retailers will likely have to eat those costs. And uh, that's not a great thing for margins. So as you said, this is really a battle of titans right now, which is Amazon on one side and Walmart on the other side. Yeah. So how do you see the interaction between the two and the competition, just between those two players? It's, it's very interesting, and it has to be quite scary if you're not one of those two companies at this moment. Uh, the, the two are, they, they've spent the last year putting a lot of building blocks into place to, to get to this point. Um, and Walmart in particular has, you know, some real renewed energy around its digital businesses for good reason, right? Um, they bought Jet.com, they have Mark War, they have um, all of these new acquisitions. Um, they've got a lot of youthful, innovative spirit infused in their company right now. And I'm curious to see how that plays out for the season. So Target has always been in that mix too, right? And they've spent a lot of time bolstering and getting ready for this period too. Where, where do they fall in line? You know, Target certainly plays in the same leagues. As, as it's a mass merchant. Um, they have all of the relevant product categories for the season. It is where you go for consumables and wrapping paper and um, toys. They have all of those categories, but they've done a great job of building up the differentiated product mix. You know, now your week goes by without an announcement about a brand uh, launch or a relaunch or some new private label program or a designer partnership. And those are the things that have always served Target really, really well. And they have been particularly aggressive in growing those areas of their business um, in the last year. So there have been those who have been very vocal about their holiday plans so far, but who haven't we heard from? You know, Macy's has been really quiet. And as much as I think we've seen some holiday hiring announcements from Macy's and um, not much else. And so I'm, I'm very curious to see what they're planning for the season. This is when they really shine, right? Christmas at Macy's and the Thanksgiving Day Parade, all of their designer partnerships and celebrity partnerships that have served them very well over the years. Uh, we're not sure where they're going to go with this. So you have been covering the holidays for quite some time now. What is your favorite part of the holiday retail season? Oh, you stumped me with that one. <laughs> uh, my favorite part is actually when it's over and you get to see what <laughs> happened. You get to go home, pour yourself a glass of wine, and relax. Yes, and stop writing stories and <laughs> say, and the holidays are. Uh, we don't get to shop much on this side of the fence. So I... Um, I take advantage of the after Christmas sales. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Be looking <laughs> forward to those too. Yes. Great. Well, I'm really eager to see how this plans out and we will be having some really great detailed coverage. Be sure to stay tuned for our holiday newsletter that goes out every week. We will give you a lot of live updates and we'll be covering, of course, Black Friday week in great detail as well. So thanks so much for coming on the show, Laura. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Conversational Commerce. For all the latest updates on industry news, analysis, and trends, subscribe to our free daily newsletter at retaildive.com. And check out our weekly holiday newsletter at retaildive.com holiday. In the buildup to Black Friday and Cyber Monday, be sure to stay tuned for more holiday episodes. We'll be back soon with predictions and takeaways. Until next time, 
I'm Corinne Ruff, and this was Conversational Commerce.